0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Goonies World. I am doing the intro tonight, and my name is Ryan, also known as Mean, and I am joined by the eponymous Goonie, also known as Colin. Hi. As well as Sean, also known as Johnny Farrow. Yes, I am here. And we are once again uh, re-entering the 80s world of the espionage. what probably is going to be the final episode of this series, I'm, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, a nice little trilogy, nice little spy trilogy will probably wrap up tonight. And, uh, of course, where we stopped our last game, uh, you might want to go back and uh, recap for yourself. But you've just found that the painting that you brought... To sell to, to, to sell to Diamond Face, or at least to get your way into Diamond Face. This forgery of La Dame Blonde, Miles has just discovered in Diamond Face's suite. After a terrible fight in which Hans the racist was killed, that Diamond Face already possesses the very painting. And then there's bursting on the door. Well, 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 says Diamond Face as he walks into the room. Now, a dozen of these you know, Aryan-style South Africans who work for him They're all wearing their nice suits, of course, uh, with their submachine guns. You know, the smaller kind of submachine guns they can wear underneath their jackets. They come fanning into the room, uh, gesturing you both to put your hands up. The girl um, spits in your face, Niles, and uh, reaches out to scratch your face, make a combat ops roll to roll away from her before she can scratch your face. Yes. And you do succeed, but uh, all the guys laugh a little bit, and you can even see, you don't hear him chuckling, but you, from the way Diamond Face is inscrutable Diamond Mask is moving up and down, and you see he's enjoying a little chuckle, too. And he gives, he, with his thumb, he makes a get her out of here move, just one of the guys. And so there's only about 11 of these fellas in here now, but they come and they pat you guys down, and they take things that are obviously weapons. They don't take anything that's not obviously a weapon. They don't take... Uh, uh, your pen or your wristwatches. Was it a Garo disguise? Is something else? Um, I had
2: it in my tie.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, like, inside your tie. Okay, they don't yeah. take your glove. They do find your uh, no. knife, though, Vinny. Uh, yeah, hard to find. But they don't take, and they take your guns, of course. But uh, most uh, disturbingly, they take the disc and they hand the disc to Diamond Face who shakes his head sadly and then puts the disc in his breast pocket I am very sad that you have taken this but I am more sad that you have come
2: here to disturb
1: this celebration of art
2: you wouldn't know art if it kicked you in the ball sack
1: are you certain that you would not like to introduce me to the people who forged this lovely, lovely work I don't know what you're talking about. You make me sad. If you could see my face, you'd see. It is very sad. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. Why
0: don't you just take off the mess so we can see your face? Uh,
1: one of the guys does that thing where they jam you in the back of the knee, you know, <laughs> and follow the ground. Uh, and he goes, No, I'm afraid that would be most disconcerting for you. Most disconcerting. I'm afraid I've been rendered rather hideous. That's why I take refuge in the world of art
2: now what's this all about now what are you doing uh, with us what do you want from us well of course
1: we heard the signs of disturbance up here when we saw that we uh, had troubles on the elevator I was summoned luckily I just auctioned off the last painting we're just getting ready for the next segment of this evening's festivities as you may or may not be aware there's a certain market that occurs here each year and I've arranged Yeah, sir. well I've arranged for you to have a fate some might consider worse than death says Diamond Face you will be sold you will be sold at slave auction to a particularly loathsome and dominant Turkish gentleman who I just happen to know but first of course they're going to want to see how fit both of you are I'm afraid, old man, he says to you, Niles. You probably won't live to see the next morning. But you! And he walks around you, Vinny, kind of semi-grossly, you know, inspecting. You've got a fine form, a fine physique. I think you just might make it through the trials ahead. Nevertheless, I wax rhapsodic. Please do not ever let me become one of those people who delivers a monologue, eh, boys? And all the rest of his boys laugh. And you have to pretend he's doing this with a badass South African accent because I just can't do it. But his is impeccable.
2: And uh You don't have to give us a monologue, but maybe you could just give us the bare details of what this is all about. Uh, we've done nothing wrong. We just, uh, I am a pornographer, as you were told. And my uh, friend here is uh, a trader. Oh yes, uh, you.
1: Oh yes, yes. You're both traitors, traitors with a T, traitors to the truth. I just assumed the jig was up when he came
0: up here. I was. I just stopped doing the French guy. I mean, That's I, right.
2: I. I like. Well, I, I like this gentleman. I don't know this. I don't know him. I'm a <laughs> pornographer named Dorian Delorean. And- have you uh, seen any of my films? Maybe uh, Deborah does Devon Shire? I've
1: seen some beautiful photographs of you, Diamond Face says. I happen to have met a lovely young photographer recently. I believe you may know her. You were on several rolls of film. I have those pictures of you circulating right now among some friends of mine, some, some very highly placed friends. I'm quite certain by dawn we'll have some good idea who you are or at least and he looks derisively at you Niles who you used to be before you became this your friend however now, which... I do believe uh, he has spunk he could last through the night so you man I'm i have
2: i I've got plenty <laughs> of spunk
1: <laughs> well I don't think you'll ever get a chance to use that spunk again this diamond face, uh, and then he does a dismissive gesture, almost feminine dismissive gesture with his hand. Waves. He doesn't say, "Take them away," but that's exactly the, what's implied. And come here, you are. Those guys grab you and bustle you down the hallway and into some st- a stairway. There, you were on the ninth floor already. They bustle you into a metal stairway. You can hear this. St- you know, uh, echoey concrete stairway, but it only goes up around one turn and you're right out on the roof and you're immediately thrown into what's basically a dog cage and you can see that the whole roof has been done over. Diamond Face has used his massive wealth to probably just bribe the authorities in Macau, such as they are, to completely ignore what's happening up here because they've got a massive cage set up on the roof with improvised stands around the cage. And not only those some dozen, uh, several dozen people you saw at the party, but quite a few more are up here on the roof. This cage... It's not the one that you're in. This is a great big central cage. There's little lines of dog cages outside. You can see there's some down on the other side and some on this side. And there's people sitting in them. You heard rumors that among the decadent things they do here, like eating baby pandas and California condors and Komodo dragons, they witness gladiatorial combats. And it doesn't take much guessing once you're thrown into that first cage to realize that you're destined for this. A uh, familiar voice, you know, Diamond Face's uh, assistant, Dr. Honey Ho, comes up to the cage right behind you niles of course you both are in the same cage i'm so sorry to see you go this way she says to you uh niles
2: yes uh is there isn't there anything you can do oh,
1: i don't know are you certain you don't want to tell us the names and names of your associates
2: Ah, yeah, fine. I'll tell you everything. My name, my uh, name of my associate is Jim John Jorney. <laughs> and <my> <laughs> <laughs> And I work for Gibble Flart, Arnold <laughs> Park. I, I can see there's no reasoning with you,
1: Honey Ho says.
2: <laughs> I've told you everything I know.
1: You can't truly be the daft old man you pretend to be. Maybe you've got some step left in you. You know, I think... I think I'll fight you myself tonight. Says Honey Ho.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's a mistake, honey. Well, suddenly there's a commotion. The
1: stands are starting to fill up. These big lights have come on. Remember, it's night. There's these great big uh, uh, floodlights on this main cage. Which is not huge, I mean, but it's like 35 feet square. And the commotion is because there's some of these goons, these South African goons, pushing a guy towards your cage. And they open the door and throw in someone you recognize. It's Avi. He was Rosa, the late Rosa Hotbush's partner. With a big toothy grin. Seemed a little aggressive towards Vinny in, uh, you know, one of our previous episodes here, but, uh... He's been worked over. Unlike you guys, you know, he's... He's got, you know, uh, bruises on his face, and, uh... His shirt's all ripped up, and they throw him in there. (coughs) Lands with you, Oh. So... They've got you, too. He, first thing, he looks immediately at the button on your jacket, Niles, what you'd use to take the photographs of the Nazis with. And sees that it's intact. Mm. Uh, what is this? Gladiatorial combat or ancient Rome? All of a sudden, says Avi.
0: Well, I don't know, but uh, I think it's time to, you know, drop the bullshit. And uh, uh, you would, uh, you would massage, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't expect to live through the night. I just want to detain them. I just want to entertain them here long enough for uh, for Rosa to get out. She's investigating his uh, his quarters as we speak. No,
0: she. No, she's. Uh, she, she She's not doing any investigating.
2: I'm afraid she. Uh, I think he killed her. It's true. I saw her body. I'm sorry. Well,
1: this guy goes extremely pale.
0: She. She was the agency as well, or what?
1: He wanders into the corner of the cage and slowly kind of uh, didn't quite fall down but just slumps to the ground and leaning leaning up in this corner of the cage with his head in his hands for a moment he's muttering something in Hebrew you don't know if he's praying or what but suddenly the lights have come on there's some uh, loud rock and roll music that has started and You hear some barely audible announcements uh, from a a PA system, and some guys uh, Um, thrust uh, thrust both of you out of your cage into your cage. Unless you want to, hoping to limber up a little first. Well, you get no chance for that. You're roughly pushed. In fact. uh Niles, because of your age, I'm gonna age to discriminate against you. Make a combat obstacle when they push you, just so you don't stumble out into you know, Vinny gets to proudly walk out onto the arena, you might, you know, be humiliatingly pushed out, but so make a combat obstacle. You're old. Two. Oh well, you don't. You manage to take it with dignity. But uh looking around at the evil faces around you including the dinner guests who you dined with you know, last night, like Hans Skirmish, the arms dealer, there's Dr. Lobo, the heroin dealer, and Peabody, the posh British slave dealer who you you dined with but quick! oh, young man, young man young man, I implore you you look over Vinnie towards the cage, the edge of the cage, and Dr. uh, Otto Von Hammer, the, the eminent psychologist and art critic He's there, and he goes, Do well, young man. I have bet a great deal of money on you. I still have high hopes of painting you. I believe that you will conquer against your opponent. Uh, I'll do my best. You have at least one person here cheering for you. Okay, so on the other (laughs) side, however, the crowd cheer goes up even louder because the other cage is open, and... Sonny Ho has changed into this, like, old-school, uh, what, what do you call a karate outfit? You know, is there a name for the
0: Like a gi- Old-school
1: gi, but it's like, uh, it's all, it's all blinged out, you know what I mean? Evil Knievel style. And, uh, out of the other cage, what's the biggest guy you've ever seen in your life? Just in terms of his height. He is gigantic. Um, you hear him re- referred to over the intercom as Baron Cosmo, the Zulu warrior. You don't know if this guy's really a Zulu, but he certainly looks the part, only he's a little wider than you expect a Zulu to be. And no- nobody is armed, and they're all just wearing street clothes. But. A bell rings and both of those opponents just are rushing towards you. Uh, but it's big enough cage to where uh, I want to at least ask you how you're bracing yourself, or if how you're gonna do anything. Try quickly, you know, first before this happens. Um, take them a, what a couple of seconds across the the field of the cage to hit you, so you got a minute to react.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. Pull that uh, garrote out of my necktie.
1: Oh, big, old, big old cry, cry, of, uh, cry foul goes up from the audience. But they're also villainous people, and they like that too. So, well,
2: well I should have mentioned that, you know, maybe discreetly, try to do well, it. It's a little late for that. You couldn't help the drama, I guess. What they—they what right.
1: they don't necessarily know it's a grove. They think you're getting out the tie to like use it as a weapon, is what they think, and they—they uh, they like the resourcefulness. What about you, Vinny? What are you doing?
0: Well, they took uh all of. Took your. They took your, my they took your weapons. weapons.
1: Well, there's one weapon they couldn't take. Your body.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's true. Um. So I. I believe Honey Ho is going to. Try to go for Niles. Um. What about Aves? He did they Not release yet. him as well? To Not fight? yet. Okay. I guess I'm going to go for the big guy. I'm just going to run directly at him.
1: And that also gets a roar of approval from the crowd. And uh, you guys smash into each other. Both of you, we're going to start with you two. With uh, Baron Cosmo, the giant Zulu, and you, Vinny, as you crash into each other in this headlong charge. And both of you make combat ops rolls. I'm looking for the lower result here. What do you get? We just got an eight, which is not good.
0: So uh, what I want to do is run at full speed towards uh, Baron Cosmo and then just as I'm approaching him jump into the air and do one of those like uh, like turn my body like uh, like uh, horizontal and and just feet first towards him and just slam into his stomach or chest or slash groin area with my feet.
1: Did you learn that at the Jersey YMCA? Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you know, they they
0: taught uh they taught all kinds of uh, fancy. I love stuff.
1: the move, and so will the crowd. The, you know, you're gonna end up as a slave in their mind. So your value is just going up and up at this point, point. and. You said he, he rolled, he an, rolled eight. an 8, which is not what... Is, I mean, unless you roll worse than that, and I don't see how you can. I, I didn't... I rolled a 7, which isn't much it, better. It isn't much better, but you do come up, and boom! Crash right into him. Knocks him back prone onto the ground in front of you. <laughs> um, he looked like he's a little bit battered up. A little bit scratched up. But, meanwhile, Honey Ho does a flying kick. As she rushes, you know the classic flying kick, and screams in a high-pitched voice, aiming right for your face, Niles. And you, please, make a combat opt roll as she comes in. I'm looking for the lowest roll between the two of you. She just rolled a five.
2: Um, uh, mm, I failed. I got. Oh sorry. no!
1: Well, now you are uh, back. What's the first? The character she's not in front of me. What's the first stage in your? Either fine or hurt or dying—is that it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're fine. Yeah. You're hurt. Boom. <clears throat> there on the ground. So is. So is Baron Cosmo. He's also hurt. But. I, I imagine you guys have uh, immediate plans of your own after this. I'm going to let Vinny go immediately because Baron Cosmo is prone at the moment. Uh.
0: Well, and I'm assuming Vinnie um, subsequently, you know, fell on the ground as well.
1: Uh, oh, vinny uh, as he was well of, you, well
0: he was sideways okay. and he was gonna he was, he was gonna the intention was to just land on my back or whatever um so i'm gonna do like that martial arts style kick up where you're like i don't know i'm sure colin knows what i'm talking
2: about where you're like yeah you rock on your back and then back you jump up to right. your feet okay right. yeah totally um, see
0: that one swift move and as uh, seeing as um Baron Cosmo is prone and Honey Ho has just injured Niles how far away is she
1: well I say she's maybe about uh eh, 30, not less than 20 feet away why um I was
0: hoping she was close enough for me just to do a standing roundhouse kiss, roundhouse kick to the back no. of her head but uh that's
1: a little too probably away. a bit
0: far so, rather than do that, I'm going to uh, try to run up behind her and uh, put her in like a. Okay, headlock. you
1: rush up behind little honey ho and both of you make uh, combat. Oh, well, go ahead and roll. I'll just see if you also get a one.
0: No, I did not.
1: I she got, got a seven. one. So, I what did. happens? She ends up, you know, like flipping you over her back and you land on Niles, much to the amusement of the crowd. Meanwhile. Uh, Baron Cosmo gets back up. Now you can see on the other side of the cage, there are other cages, as I said, much like Avi waits and one with a couple other people waiting. And this is a much bigger cage beyond that, but it's got a great big blanket draped over it. you got a bad feeling about it. And, that being said, uh, you are both hurt. You're looking up at these two. What do you guys do? Who wants to go first? She's already standing over you, laughing scornfully, and Baron Cosmo is stalking towards you guys like they—they feel like they're gonna finish you off.
2: Um, I would like to um try to whip my uh, rod around her ankles and make her fall over. Well, that's a good idea. Go for it. Oh my. Uh oh. Yeah, I rolled a 10.
1: Oh, how could you roll a 10? She rolled a nine. I was thinking, oh, he's got it. Yeah, no, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, you have any luck points? Yeah, oh, I'm going to spend a go. luck point Let's on that. Let's not forget our luck points.
2: Motherfucker, I rolled a 10. <laughs> oh, well.
1: damn. You want to spend your last luck point?
2: You want to save it? I gotta save it in case Well, that's you should you probably know. save it because
1: the worst thing, thing is gonna happen is she j- jumps over it like it's a little jump rope and you know you're unable to yeah. tangle her feet but uh, meanwhile what are you doing Vinny well if she jumps in the air
0: over the uh, garrote I'm going to uh, hammer fist her legs while she's in the air so that she like see if I can get her on the ground that way
1: go for it don't forget that you've got this big Zulu guy coming right up, too. Uh, I rolled yeah, a four. she rolled a five. So, boom, she falls back onto the ground. Zulu guy comes rushing up, the clothesline. Well, you're both on the ground, so he comes up to do uh where he jumps up in the air and then lands on both of you guys with his elbows and your necks or faces. And uh, please make a combat ops roll to jump out of the way. Ooh! i got a big number two over here, though. Well, oh, nice. Vinny deftly rolls out of the way, much to the delight of the crowd. What about Niles? Uh, uh no. Well, bam, Niles. Your, your, your throat and upper chest feel just so crushed. You almost black out for a second. You feel like you're dying. And you are in that category now. That doesn't mean you're, you know, can't do anything. You know, any penalties, but one big major injury, a little scratch you can handle. But uh, you feel like it might be the end of your your long career. And where exactly? How is he positioned? He's right next to you with elbow on your body. You're both prone. Is he standing over me? Oh, he jumped, he ran over, and you guys were both prone. He ran over, he jumped up in the air, landed on you with his elbows.
2: Okay, so he's down on the ground with yeah. me, and uh, I'm gonna try to garrote him. All right, he was a wrestle around with him on the ground. What do you got? I got a six over here. I got a six. As well, it well, ties to the players, fails. as we have established, so... It still fails my oh, roll, well, though. Oh, that's too bad.
1: Oh, no! Well, of course, Benny, yeah. you can see this now. He's in a life-or-death struggle with uh, with Baron Cosmo. You also just knocked uh, an already-heard honey-ho down onto her ass. What do you do?
0: Uh, sensing that Niles is uh, in danger... Um, and Cosmo's still on the ground, right?
1: Yeah. Everybody is on the
0: ground.
1: Um, everybody's <laughs> on the ground, yeah,
0: except me. You're well, on, I'm the still on the ground, too, Everybody's out, on the ground. Right? So I'm going to do another kick-up and uh, try, try to just stomp on Baron Cosmo's face. Well,
1: I believe you stomped on uh, Hans's face earlier, didn't you? Or something like that. You, you, I you stomped be surprised on faces in your <laughs> day. So... <laughs> This is what we call the Jersey Tech Dance. Bam! And uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it, Baron Cosmo. I'm going to give a slight penalty to since he's in another fight at the moment, and with his penalty, he would have—he he has a six. That's exactly what well, I as we know. Ties go to the players, and so therefore, you've uh, crunched. He's already hurt. Now he's dying. He's uh, bleeding out of his ears and eyes. He. Um, and Niles, if you want to go ahead and make an, a, another garrote attempt on him real quick, you could do it with a plus two. It becomes easy. All right.
2: Uh, man, no. No luck. No luck. And, I, and I'm not going to spend a luck point.
1: Well, yet. yeah, you might want to save that luck. And Honey Ho uh, jumps to her feet and tries to jump onto your... Uh, Unless you also roll a 10, Vinny, she's not going to jump onto your back and start biting your neck, because she just rolled a 10 when she tried to do so. <laughs> so of course, I waste my 1 on on that. Well, you, you got a 1 on that? So she gets a 10, you get a yeah. 1, so that means she doesn't even connect. You know, she flies over you and crashes into the the, the cage wall. Just then, when she crashes into the cage wall, is a big roaring sound and everybody in the place hushes from and then goes back to some very excited chatter meanwhile niles you're still rolling around on the ground with with uh the dying baron cosmo and he tries to do the thing where he grabs your ears and smashes your head you know against the pavement uh but uh mm-hmm. for suspense i'm not going to tell you what He's rolled yet, but no, i just tell you, he rolled a seven, so you've got a decent chance to. Uh... All right. Two. Oh, there you go. Rolling out of the way, but you still got your hands on the garage. You know, you just, he's just not a- above you on top, you know, anymore. The groat. And uh, Honey Ho still get she has to stand up and move, so I'm going to take it right back to Vinny. Um, is Honey Ho moving in She's as standing record? up is what she's doing yeah. But obviously and She's, she's at the to. edge of the She's up against so the cage she's at the- Okay how
0: tall is the cage
1: This whole cage is probably about 25-30 uh, feet tall
0: And are we the only
1: people Right in- now
0: Okay Well I'm going to run over to Honey Ho And Is her back to me no, or Is her no, front to, to you Okay, I'm gonna uh, try to grab her by the front of the gi and then one hand like between her legs and lift her up and like toss her in the direction of Cosmo.
1: I think that that sounds like an excellent idea. Please make that combat ops roll and she is doing more poorly than before. Just like... I'm going to spindle up. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, she rolled a seven. You might not need to. No, I okay. rolled a nine. Yeah, I probably so want to. Because it's too good to throw, not to make.
0: I rolled a fucking nine oh, again. Oh,
1: well. You want to spend your last luck point? I'm going to anyway, do it. You're out of luck. I probably shouldn't. Well, that time well, a- is <laughs> perfect because she had a... Se- and uh, you throw her a BAM! They were both already hurt and dying. They might not be dead, dead instantly, but they are totally out of the fight. Crowd, as usually happens in these situations, now that once someone defeats the favorites, then the crowd goes wild. But you can see where Diamond Face is watching, and his whole body is going livid and cold with rage. You know that Honey Ho is his trusted associate; she was one of his favorites, and uh, Diamond Face himself cries out, "Fine!" They shall fight the lion. And everybody goes crazy. They also shove Avi into the arena. <coughs> I call it an arena. It's more like a square Thunderdome type of an arrangement on top of a roof in downtown Macau. But poor Avi is in much worse shape. Avi is already dying as of right now. And when he says lion, that... Big cage that was covered with a tarp. Somebody dramatically whips off the tarp and they open the connecting door and uh, the lion looks more pissed off at the people around him, not you. He doesn't immediately rush in dramatically. It's a little anticlimactic. Even though that door is open, he's mostly batting and pawing at the edges of the cage trying to get out of the bigger cage and very angry seeing the taunting laughter, and there's some guys poking him with sticks and things like that, trying to goad him in, and eventually, though, he turns around and looks over at both of you.
0: Um, how close is the lion cage to the, like, He's already,
1: it's right up against it, and they've just opened a little door. I'm
0: gonna pull up my little pen, and, uh, run over and try to, uh, activate it and throw it in the lion cage.
1: Well, that sounds like a great plan. Now, in running over there, you could attract that lion's attention. You know how lions are. They're, they're like kittens. They love to deal chase and play, so please make a combat ops roll to do this in a spy-like manner. Ten. Oh. Well, what'd you get? A ten? <laughs> oh, oh. Well... Luckily, this was not like an opposed fight role between you and the lion. This is just to see if the lion noticed you, which it did. And whether uh, <laughs> it's going to come after you, which it does. Because you're running around. You're in there and he, uh, rushes over towards you, but uh, you can still toss that. That. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm guessing my, my... Yeah, so the tent completely invalidated <laughs> my attempt. It, it
1: invalidated uh, your man. attempt to not be in the way of a lion but it doesn't stop any yeah. other plan you may have had with the with the pen
0: so the lion has at this point rushed into the arena
1: he's sniffing around the edges of it like right outside his open door I'm not sniffing around the edges but angry at the crowd poking at him but he's right by the doorway to it
0: okay well um, I'm just gonna roll the activate the grenade and roll it uh, out in the dire- uh, out or, or slip it through the cage or whatever, and then <laughs> run, you can run just away.
1: toss and uh, you can turn around and run. But this thing's so close to you now, you realize you might not be able to turn around and run. This lion's gonna connect with you. You get this sudden vision that the best thing you might be able to do is try to leap it, leap over it, you know, like a, do a Minoan bull dance over this thing's back, or uh. Or something. Or try to dodge out of the way. There's not going to be any running from it. Climbing up the side that of the cage, seems... maybe, something. But you want to try to leap it? I think that sounds like the most cinematic I do too. I don't want to put the idea completely in your head, but I, I think it's the most cinematic. And, um, why am I rolling? This is up to you. I know the lion's going to get you if you don't leap it. Really well, I got you jump And you do. You jump. I know you think the crowd... Of course, the crowd has got more things to worry about because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't see your badass Minoan bull leap over the back of the lion because that whole cage is now blown out when, pop, the grenade goes off and the lion makes straight for that open hole and goes off and just starts tearing through the crowd. The lions starts tearing through the crowd going crazy. Maybe to your uh, enjoyment you see one of the first to get it is Hans Skirmish, the South African arms dealer, uh, uh, screaming and uh, waving back and forth. People are making a mad panic for the one stairway, you know, that leads down from the roof into the ninth floor. And it has become utter pandemonium but you see Diamond Face he was right there he's when he ordered the lion in uh look back and forth in a kind of a blank panic he's got four of his big burly bodyguards close to him and they all do that bodyguards that almost that bodyguard dance where they're all uh they're surra- trying to surround him and keep an eye out everywhere at the same time um but i think that uh the lion is causing everyone to be totally distracted, giving you guys a chance to do something. Uh, Niles, you were able to stand up, and uh, you are standing there with Vinny, and what do you guys do? How many guards? Bodyguards? Now there's only four of them. This was an unexpected development. He's got guys, he's got at least a dozen guys that you've already seen, but they are not standing right next to him right now. And there, this, keep in mind, this roof is utter pandemonium. Even getting from one place to another outside of this cage is going to be hard enough. You probably don't have more than those four guards to worry about right now.
0: Well, um. I'm out of luck and I'm hurt.
2: I'm dying, but uh, yes. as long as I'm not dead, I'm going to run over and I'm going to try to use my garrote as a whip and whip the bodyguards if they're surrounding him Well, maybe um,
1: that's some of that wisdom and grit that uh, Alexander Keane is hoping will rub off on the young Vinny cause yes sometimes spies must pay the ultimate sacrifice every mission when they go out they just might have to sacrifice themselves maybe both of you will have to die Although you hope it's for something more important than a painting in a illegal art auction, nevertheless, you go rushing out there to uh, whip these guards out of the way. Make a combat ops roll as they raise their you know they raise their forearms up, but the girl like you know hits them in the arm and probably scratches them or, or cuts them a little bit. You gotta get what? No, you sound like you're not happy.
2: <laughs> I sound like I rolled the oh another
1: ten. Well, unfortunately. You know that, uh, really, it, I think the most embarrassing thing would be that you slip and fall and hurt your hip. And all the four bodyguards laugh at you and Diamond Face shakes his head and says to his master, I told you, my friend, you would not live through the night. And he gets out a diamond-coated pistol. Vinny, you can, of course, seal this. You're not that far away. What do you do?
0: Uh. Wow. I'm gonna run over and try to get the pistol from him.
1: Alright, he charged you know. across the room try to grab the pistol before he can tell what's going on. Uh, Diamond Face is not a fighter, per se. He's more of a brain. He's rolled a six in this particular case. Well, Two. and six is his max limit anyway. And so, with a great uh, cry of anguish, the gun slips from his hand into yours. He instinctively... Uh, even though you already saw him put the the disc in his pocket, he betrays himself by instinctively reaching up towards the breast pocket where the disc is. And Niles, you're laying on the ground. What do you do?
2: Um, I'm going to um, whip the uh, I, I don't think I'm good enough to whip out a... Whip his... <laughs> whip the uh, computer disc out of his pocket, but... Um, May, I'm maybe gonna, not out of the pocket. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... Do, well, but I'll whip him uh, from below then. Just to hurt him. All right, well...
1: <laughs> but well, I miss. Well, it's enough to distract him anyway. And uh, meanwhile, the bodyguards... Um... My god, what an inept group of South Africans. Nothing... lower than a six. Um... Only one of them connects... with anybody. And he's not trying to hurt you, Vinny. What he's trying to do is put you in a bear hug from behind... to pinion your arm down... behind you. And he succeeds in that. What do you do, Vinny? Um so he's got me from behind like, like around the yeah, body yeah he like the bear hug arm, that pins arms your it. arms to your side
0: well even with my arms pinned to my side I imagine I can like
1: take the gun and like
0: <laughs> get it turned around and like pointed into his abdomen and shoot it
1: <laughs> yeah more like maybe his upper thigh or something but sure you're definitely gonna hit him uh, I'm only really making you roll to see that you don't accidentally shoot yourself yeah, myself, otherwise yeah. you're going to hit him.
0: Well, I, uh, I got a 7, which is what he I needed.
1: cries out and lets go of you. Uh, Niles, you just whipped Diamond Face and surprised him. Uh, he looks...
2: Uh, I electric- attempted
1: to. He tries to kick you in the face, but he rolls a, he rolls a, a 7 and misses. Alright. And uh, I think... We're going to go ahead and let you go, Niles. What do you do?
2: Um, all right. So using a different die that's hopefully not <laughs> cursed, I will try to whip him again. And, uh, I missed. He laughs at it. Just a little. I did a little bit better, but I still missed. It's
1: a sad retirement. Stop laughing a at a sad me. retirement party for you, old man of Diamond Face. What do you do now, Vinny?
0: Uh, I just start waving the gun at all the bodyguards that aren't shot currently and as well as Diamond Face. I'm like, all right, all right, everybody. Now get down on the ground. Get down on your knees. I don't want to have to shoot anybody else.
1: After a pause, you now you can see the eyes through Diamond Face's mask and just the, the sheer rage and humiliation in them is perhaps satisfying to you but with a curt nod from Diamond Face they all slowly fall to their knees but let us not forget that there's a rampaging lion on this roof that is randomly killing and murdering people it's just that luckily for you right now he's on the other side of the roof where the giant crowd is jammed up in front of the one doorway that leads down the stairway you came up to get here but let's not forget that tableau in the background and yeah they're all uh you've you've got them cowed for the moment fine what is it you want no no
2: I'm gonna stand up now that he's got them you know uh, kneeling or whatever I'm gonna stand up and brush myself off you have
1: played the upper hand for now my friend what is it you want Says diamond face
0: I'm not lying. I just want the disc.
1: I'm just huh. going to give a little moment of silence for that terrible pun. Huh. And he says, This disc? And he takes it out of his pocket. This disc here? Then I'm going to snatch it. Snatch well, it out of well, his hand. Okay, I made come it out troll. He was going to toss it. It looked like he was gonna, just going to toss it off the roof, but what did you get? You, yeah, Six. he was an eight. So he, he uh, wouldn't have been able to, it wouldn't have landed on the roof anyway. You hear him cry. And uh, you've got the disc in your hand. Now. And now he decides to take a swing at you. In a good old-fashioned punch. And now he gets a three. Why don't you make a combat obstacle so you can dodge out of the way of that one.
0: I got a four.
1: Wow. He uh, swings at you, overextends himself a little bit. And uh, you still got the gun, of course. What do you do? He's going to shoot All right. Please take a plus two since you're at such close range.
0: With a plus two? Or, well, minus two, I guess.
1: Uh, that would be a two because I rolled a four. It. Well, what happens is you hit Diamond Face right in the face and he screams and holds his hands up to his face and staggers backward towards the edge of the roof. Just then, as his hands come off, so does the, his shattered mask and you see the terrible damage of his face that I won't even try to describe.
2: uh, It's
1: it's horrific and he screams and staggers backwards and falls from the top of the roof. Uh, Meanwhile, you hear the the guards behind you screaming and at first you think it's in anguish because their leader has fallen, but no, they turn around and the lion is bounding across the roof towards you, attracted by who knows? Fresh action and uh, uh, sound of the gunshot or whatever. What do you guys do? You could jump off the I roof think we better get the climb out up here. the cage. Okay, now you're going to have to make a zigzag path. Mm-hmm. The the roof the Diamond face yeah. just fell off goes into the street. There's some awnings and stuff, so he might live through that, but if you want to jump into the water uh, and have much better chance of safety, I'll need a combat ops roll to... Uh, not run into that lion. Well, I got a three. Well, that's good, but what about Niles?
2: Five. That, that makes it.
1: That makes it. That's Barely. exactly what you need. And you guys, with the lion's hot breath on the back of your neck, and you can feel its claws raking your leg, They snag on your pants, in fact, Niles, just a little bit, one of his lion's claws, and rips, doesn't worry, doesn't... Yes, it does. It takes your whole pants off, and you and your boxers and cummerbund and tuxedo top. Oh, uh,
2: I've got my depends on. <laughs> Doesn't bother well. me. You guys, I stole them from the old folks.
1: Right? Well, that's right. You did do that long mission there. Well, you guys plummet nine stories into Brown Bay. Now, that being you, get to really twist your bodies uh, to, to, to land right here. And, uh, but you're out of luck, I think, both of you, right?
2: No, I had my... All right, well,
1: one lucky let's make point. a combat officer to hit that water nicely. Oh, what, boy. Vinny just dives in like champ, just like at the...
2: Well, I'm going to spin that last point. It's like off the
1: diving board at the Jersey YMCA.
2: It's just, just like, uh, the diving off the... Shady Palms retirement <laughs> right. home.
1: It was foreshadowing. We didn't even know it. Oh, and I oh, rolled the that Oh, that's lawn. perfect. You do oh. like a pirouette in the air. It, a, it's a, a triple lindy. I was just about to say that. You do a triple lindy. <laughs> Listeners, if you know what a triple lindy is, then you're my kind of person, and you can imagine it perfectly in your mind. You do the perfect triple lindy. You go in barely a splash into the water. And I
0: would like to uh, uh, narrate that um, while leaping, or you know, after leaping off the roof and falling towards the the water, uh, Vinny Vinny's gonna like toss the, the the diamond pistol, and then like try to find like as he's falling like and contorting his body to make a dive. He's trying to like find a place to put the disc where it's not gonna get damaged.
1: Oh boy, I don't know what really happens to discs if they get too wet, but. Uh... You Know maybe behind his Cumberbun that's nice and thick. You guys are in formal wear, you know, Cumberbun down the pants, right above the right, right into the pubic hair area. Maybe the safest place, <laughs> but with a great splash, you guys splash into the brown bay.
2: Yeah, now it's really brown because of these adult diapers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think.
1: I think we're just gonna let that scene fade out and, uh, cut back to, a, a fishing boat on the way to Hong Kong and the Brown Bay the next morning. You may have heard of the Fisher Girls, you know, they go out really early and they, they do their fishing, usually young, unmarried girls in the late teens. Just so, it just so happens that a boat of the Fisher Girls, uh, picked you guys up as you swam out into the bay, they go out real early, you know, in the morning and, uh, you guys can use your communicators to contact Keen if you uh, if you need to at this point. And, uh, of course, pick up. You do have the disc. Of course, the painting's been lost. And, the orig- and that La Dame Blund will remain lost, the real one, because who knows what happened to it now. Unfortunately, there's quite a few ex-Nazis and heroin kingpins and white slavers and people who escaped. But now, hopefully, with this disc, you can... Uh, the agent agency X can uh, at least hurt them where they really feel it in their Swiss bank accounts. But uh, do you want to call for help? Or would you rather just enjoy uh, an afternoon with these young, young Chinese Fisher girls? Well, you I already to...
2: know the answer. Fisher girls for me.
0: Well, I think I'm in the call call keen. I mean. He... We're going to have to, he's going to have to, we're going to have to get on a flight back to the States anyway, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Keen here, the line
2: is secure. Um, Go
1: ahead. What's the status of the mission?
2: uh, Success. Total success. Very good. Thanks to me, Ben, Young, Vinny. What's up?
0: I I mean, that's, that's true. Uh, Although. um,
2: I'm dying, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll make it.
0: You know, if you if you happen to hear uh, on uh, the news about a, a, a lion uh, running around the streets of Macau eating people, uh, that wasn't us.
2: No, I, no. I I do. As you, I did
1: hear already. I have a report: that two Mossad agents uh, died last night. One of them died in combat with a lion, just like his heroic Hebrew ancestors, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh I mean, that wasn't us. Um, but. I mean, not exactly. It was it was really Diamond Face. And he might be dead, by the way. But we have the disc, and we're on the way back to Hong Kong.
1: Very well. I'll arrange the uh, standard uh, flight for you. But uh, are, are you on you on the ferry? Should we send a helicopter for you?
0: Uh, no, we're just hanging out with these fishermen or ladies. Uh, I think we're just going oh, you know, to
2: relax. I think I and understand. And for a bit. I understand perfect. Uh, we're going to... She's going, one of these uh, ladies is going to give me uh, her pants to wear.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Niles kind of lost his uh, lost his pants on the line
1: Believe of duty. Believe me, I've known Niles for decades now, and I cannot count the number of times that li- that Niles has lost his pants in the line of duty. In the line <laughs> of duty? <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, I congratulate you, and uh, Quickly. get let, let's get you back home and get you rested up for your next mission I have something in mind already for you
0: all right all right well just uh, tell us when to be at the airport uh, we're gonna you know take a leisurely uh, float back to the Hong Kong and uh, you know maybe uh, catch some fish or something
1: <laughs> well a leisurely float you do have <laughs> that wasn't meant to be <laughs> a leisurely float you do have I'll just talk right through that one uh, leisurely flow you do have, and, uh, you don't catch any fish, though, because you're too busy having sexual relations with Chinese girls. <laughs> like, every good 80s spy thriller ends with the heroes doing something like this. Your last, your last spy game ended this way. Uh, <laughs> and again, we're back in a, a multiple partner romantic ending for the spy game. I think we're establishing an uncomfortable and anachronistic tradition here. But we have, of course, in this group the walking anachronism, Miles, and we know that he will live for at least another mission someday. And uh, that will be it for this episode, I guess. Do we want to announce what we're playing next time, or do we want to leave ourselves wiggle room? A little wiggle room leave a little wiggle room. If you want to find out, tune in, uh, tune in next week, but it could be very meta. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Bye everybody.